Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. I know a place where we can go to lay the troubles down eating your soul. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Now, your host, Eric Cartier, Senior Pastor of Rocky Mountain Calvary Church. Like a tide, it is rising up. Welcome to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. Hope that you're doing well, that your drive's going well, your commute is going well. We're racing through uh, December here and racing towards uh, Christmas. Hope that you're having time to sit at the feet of Jesus and remember what an amazing gift uh, that he is. I wanted to take some time today to look at the Proverbs. I've uh, been reading the Proverbs in my devotion Here at the end of the year, God's been leading me to spend some time in uh, the Proverbs. And we see in the book of Proverbs this uh, exhortation to get wisdom. Uh, There's this crying out from wisdom, get wisdom. And I've really been uh, challenged by that uh, in my life. Uh, Am I walking in wisdom? Do I have uh, God's uh, wisdom? What is wisdom? Wisdom is interesting because it's more than knowledge. It's knowledge applied. I think of it this way in my car. I'm sure in your car too. I've got a gas light. It's been called the the idiot light because when you see that gas light come on, if you don't stop and get gas, then you're foolish, right? You you didn't apply the knowledge that you knew. And unfortunately, I've ran out of gas several times, more times than I'd like to admit. That's always a hard phone call to make to my wife. Like, hey, I ran out of of gas. Don't like doing that. Lose some man cards uh, for sure. And so many times uh, we may know the right thing to do, but we don't do it. And so wisdom is knowledge applied. So first we've got to know God's truth, but then be able to apply it. There are two types of wisdom. Interestingly enough, the book of James tells us the wisdom that is from above, which we'll be focusing on today and the wisdom that's from beneath. So I want to start with looking at James chapter 3, verse 13, talking about these two different kinds of wisdom. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So at any given moment, In any given day, we can be listening to the wisdom that's from beneath or the wisdom that's from above. The wisdom that's from beneath is bitterness, envy, self-seeking, 
lying against the truth. And then we find there that every evil thing exists in confusion, but the wisdom that's from above that the book of Proverbs really focuses on is pure, it's peaceable, it's gentle, it's willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruit, making peace, sowing peace in uh, righteousness. So how about you? When you think in your life, as you're driving down the road or listening to this podcast uh, later on, what would you say? Would you have God's wisdom? Are you operating in uh, God's uh, wisdom? First, I want to give us a big picture view of the book of Proverbs that I find to be pretty cool is there's uh, several themes in the book of Proverbs. As you read uh, the book of Proverbs, you'll see that Solomon brings up uh, several things over and over again. And let's backtrack just a little bit. Solomon's the author of the book of Proverbs and he's writing to his son. So parents think about what would you want to pass on uh, to your kids? And that is the book of uh, Proverbs. So the themes in Proverbs, this is some work that Wes Wooddell put together. The first theme is the fear of the Lord. The second theme is God's wisdom. Another theme is laziness and work ethic. Another theme, avoiding evil and seeking God, pride and humility, conflict and strife, children and parenting, a lot of great things in Proverbs for parents and for kids, generosity and greed, the contrast of generosity and greed, to be wise and to be foolish, especially in our words. That's something that Solomon comes back to over and over again is, is what kind of words are we using? Are we using wise or foolish words? Honesty and dishonesty, poverty and wealth. I think why I'm so challenged on wisdom uh, in my life is because of the culture that we live in. It seems like we're def- definitely looking for answers. We're looking for God's truth. We're looking for it to be practical. How does it apply uh, to my life? And man, if you just look to the news, if you just look to culture, if you just look to to friends and family, we're going to miss out on uh, God's wisdom. But thankfully, God has wisdom uh, for us. In James chapter one, we have this amazing promise from God. If we ask for wisdom, that he's faithful uh, to give it to us. This is James 1 verse 5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. So God loves to give wisdom. He's willing to give it generously, give it liberally, if we'll ask. God's only condition for us is that we would ask in faith. We're saying, Lord, I need specific knowledge to be applied to my life. We have to ask the Lord that in faith. And then when he reveals it to us that we don't doubt it. And that's the hard part. It can be easy to doubt the wisdom of God. In one moment, we're trusting the wisdom of God. In another moment, we're doubting the wisdom of God. And James describes us as a double-minded man where we're tossed to and fro in all of our, our ways. So, so valuable for us to go before the Lord and say, Lord, I desire wisdom. I desire to walk in wisdom. I look at my life and the, the times that I don't walk in wisdom 
how painful it is. It, it leads to sin. It leads to destruction. It hurts God's heart. It hurts those that I love. But then those times when I walk in wisdom, how beautiful it is. It's, a lot of times walking in God's wisdom is, is difficult uh, at the beginning. But then what it yields to uh, in our lives is a tremendous peace and tremendous uh, blessing. So how do we get wisdom? You know, this, this exhortation in Proverbs 4, verse 4, that says, get wisdom, get understanding. Well, Proverbs unpacks that for us. In chapter 1, it tells us that wisdom comes from the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of of wisdom. So what does it mean to to fear uh, the Lord? God definitely has the the power to bring judgment on our lives, to to bring destruction on our lives if he so desired, but the fear of the Lord is not one where we're necessarily afraid of God hurting us. It's actually something much much deeper uh, than that uh, in in our lives. Is the fear of the Lord is one where it comes from his love for us, his tremendous love uh, for us. I think of it this way in my relationship uh, with my dad is I was in eighth grade and I was starting to bow out and thought, man, I can take on dad. And there was one night where I was frustrated with him and, and I actually punched him and I punched him as hard as I could. And then I realized in that moment that I was in for it, that that punch didn't hurt him at all. And I'll never forget it. There was a tear that came down my dad's face, not because I heard him, but he said, Eric, you've never hit me before. Let's sit down and talk about that. And it was my dad's love that caused me to fear him. And it's the love of God that causes us to fear him, to think that God loved us enough to create us and to give us his only son. Then we put God in this proper place where we go, Lord, I respect you. I love you. I'm willing uh, to follow you. And we're always growing in the fear of the Lord. We're always growing in the knowledge of the Lord. This isn't something that we have figured out, but the Proverbs make it really clear that it's the fear of God, it's the respect of God, it's the awe of God that brings us into his wisdom. You're listening to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. We're going to head to a break. Stay with me. We're talking about God's wisdom today on 100.7 The Word. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Hope that you're doing well. Hope that your December is going well as we rush towards uh, Christmas. I want to invite you to Rocky Mountain Calvary's Christmas Eve uh, services. I love our Christmas Eve services. It's a great time to celebrate Christ as a church family, also to reach out. Our services are noon, two, four, and six. They're family services, they're candlelight uh, services. So you're invited. We'd love for you to come. And would you pray about inviting somebody uh, to come with you? Most people find their way into church through a personal invitation. So invite them to come, invite them to sit with you, maybe invite them to what you're doing on uh, Christmas Eve. I've been challenged in, in my life here this last, I would say, six weeks really with the book of Proverbs. And I've studied, I've taught through the book of Proverbs once, but I feel like the Lord's really uh, challenging me to uh, study the Proverbs more and to try to find wisdom in my life. I, I think if I'm honest, uh, there's times where I'm walking in God's wisdom, but there's times that I'm not uh, walking in 
uh, God's wisdom uh, for sure. And as I look into this new year, would really love to understand more of God's wisdom and apply it more to my life. Uh, As we left off just prior to the break, we were talking about that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I think a lot of times we don't understand that. What does the fear of the Lord mean? And to fear God's not necessarily like, am I worried that God's going to hurt me? Because God does have the power to do that. But because of the cross, we have God's favor. Our position is in Christ and he, he looks at us with forgiveness. But because God is gracious, I think we should fear him all the more. Have you uh, experienced grace uh, in your life? I was talking about in eighth grade, I decided to hit my dad as hard as I could in the stomach. And man, I deserved to really get it in return. But instead, he showed grace uh, to me. And he's like, son, let's sit down. Let's talk about this. You've never hit me before. And that really won my heart to want to respect my dad in a greater way. And we talk about the fear of the Lord, but do we fear God? Do we have it in a place where it's like, I don't want to do anything that hurts God's heart. I want to be in close fellowship and relationship uh, with Christ. There's some amazing verses in uh, Proverbs. Um, Proverbs 3 verse 11 or verse 13 talks about the value of wisdom. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her proceeds are better than profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. This is quite the statement. I mean, think if someone was going to hand you silver, someone was going to hand you gold, someone was going to hand you a million dollars. Like, what would you take? Would you take God's wisdom, or would you take that money? And Solomon writes here from personal experience because he had tremendous wealth. As you read the Kings and the Chronicles, it said that there was so much gold in his kingdom that silver was just like a stone. Can you imagine that? Just just having so much gold that it's like, ah, oh, here's just a, a piece of silver. We'll cast it out like a, a stone. And here Solomon's saying there's something that's more valuable than money something far more valuable, and it's wisdom and it's understanding. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. Because she pays, wisdom pays, and it's better than the profits of silver. It's more precious than rubies. And all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. I think when we look back in our lives, maybe when we did have a prosperity, but we didn't have God's wisdom, what did we really have? Uh, we see a lot of athletes, we see a lot of movie stars that have tremendous amounts of money, but if they don't know the Lord and they're not walking in his wisdom, how much does that money really do for them? How, how does it really uh, benefit uh, them? Money can't uh, solve our, our problems. In fact, money can be just a a tyrant for a master. So this is where I was challenged. It's like, man, do do I value God's wisdom over money? You know, I and I hope the answer would would be yes, but God's speaking through the power of his Holy Spirit and saying, look, this is something that has tremendous worth and value uh, in in your life. As we look at all the different themes in the book of Proverbs, it's pretty interesting, all the different topics as our our world is crazy and you're wondering, where do I get God's wisdom for 
all the things that are being thrown at me. 20% of Proverbs focuses on character. So our character, the decisions uh, that we make, godly character. There's some awesome principles in Proverbs on money and business. 18% of Proverbs focuses on money and business. We can learn a lot there and apply there. 16% on spiritual health, you know, having a, a right relationship with God. A verse that focuses on us being in relationship with God, it's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct uh, your path. God wants us to trust him. In fact, we're told that without faith, it's impossible to please uh, the Lord. We look at Jesus's interactions with people in the gospels and he valued faith. He valued people uh, trusting in him. And God says to trust the Lord with all of your heart. Is there an area of our lives that we're having a hard time trusting him with? One of the things that I find convicting is I can trust the Lord with salvation. I also need to trust the Lord with the situations in my life, the, the trials that I'm going through. If God can provide my greatest need, which is salvation, he can also meet me in the trials that I'm going through. What what trials are you going through as you're driving down the road listening to, to Crosswalk uh, today? Give it over to the Lord. Trust the Lord. And then don't lean on your own understanding. It's It's easy for us to put our wisdom and put our trust in what we understand. And God's saying, don't lean on your own understanding. I don't understand anything compared to what the Lord understands. And then here's God's intervention. As we trust him, as we choose to not lean on our own understandings, then in all of our ways, we acknowledge him and he's going to direct our path, giving our way over to the Lord. God, I need you today. I need you to work in this situation. I need you to to guide me in my marriage. I, I need your wisdom with with my kids, I need your wisdom in this decision, then God is going to be faithful to uh, direct uh, your path. So a lot of the book of Proverbs deals with spiritual health. Also, a lot of Proverbs deals with relationships. 15% of Proverbs uh, deals with relationship. I think we could all use God's wisdom uh, when it comes to uh, relationships. Maybe a great uh, place to start as you consider the new year is doing a study in Proverbs. 9% on choosing wise words. Soft answer turns away wrath. That's counterintuitive to me. You know, oftentimes I want to give a harsh word, especially if someone gives a a harsh word to me, but God says that a soft word turns away wrath. Also, 9% deals with temptation and sex. There's really some powerful teachings on God's design for sexuality and what happens when we walk outside of God's design in a sexuality. So a lot in the book of Proverbs, character, money and business, spiritual health, relationships, choosing wise words, temptation, and sex. We're going to head to a break. Stay with me. We've got a lot to talk about today in the book of Proverbs. I hope that it's more than us uh, just academically understanding Proverbs but getting desperate before the Lord and saying, Lord, I really need your wisdom in my life. I need to stop walking in my own ways and the ways of this world, and I need your uh, wisdom. God's ready to freely give his wisdom if we're willing to cry out and ask uh, for it and to receive it. 
uh, from him. Remember, Crosswalk Colorado Springs is Monday through Wednesday from 5 to 6 right here on 100.7. Also, you can catch the podcast anywhere that you stream your podcast. Just search Crosswalk Colorado Springs. So stay with me. We've got more to talk about on God's wisdom right here on 100.7 The Word. This is Crosswalk Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for joining me. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. How are you doing navigating Christmas? We've got a couple of podcasts up that talk about navigating Christmas and fulfilled prophecy with the nativity. You can go to the podcast and check out the archive at Crosswalk Colorado Springs. I hope that you just have a blessed Christmas and that God meets you in a special way that you know that you're loved by the Lord, that you can have a great time with your family. We would love to have you out at Rocky Mountain Calvary for our Christmas Eve services. They're noon, two, four, and six. Our theme uh, this year is a little bit unique. Uh, We're going to be looking at He is coming from Bethlehem to the Mount of Olives, looking at his first coming, but anticipating also his second coming. I don't know about you, but with the craziness of uh, this world, my heart just cries out for the the coming of Christ. Uh, I'd encourage you to come to RMC or, or find one of the wonderful churches in our city and be at a Christmas Eve service. Let's worship together, but also let's reach out. Let's, let's invite somebody that doesn't know the Lord, uh, that doesn't have a home church. God's wanting to do a work uh, this Christmas uh, through our Christmas Eve uh, services. Also, this is a tremendous, tremendous time to share the gospel. So as you gather with family and friends to share with them what God has done in your life, uh, God's story in your life, your testimony, how you came to know Christ as your Savior. Today, looking at Proverbs, been challenged uh, with Proverbs, been seeing the need in my life to walk in wisdom. There's several awesome themes in uh, the book of Proverbs. One of the themes that comes out over and over in the book of Proverbs that I've been challenged by is work ethic and uh, laziness. In Proverbs 10, uh, verse 4, I was actually reading this uh, this morning. It's challenged me. It says, lazy hands make a man poor, but diligent hands bring wealth. He who gathers crops in the summer is a wise son, but he who sleeps during harvest is a disgraceful son. Lazy hands make a man poor, but diligent hands bring wealth. Just been praying for that in my my life, that I would be diligent in the work that God has given me to do. You know, what's interesting about a lot of our work is it's found online. Like we do our work on our computers, we do our work on our phones, and it's just so easy to get uh, distracted. You know, you're sitting down doing a work email, you know, working on a project, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, maybe I'll go over and check what the score was. You know, let's let's see what's happening with the, the World Cup. And then before you know it, you're, you're looking at Craigslist and you're like, man, I, I've really been looking for a new bike, a new road bike or a mountain bike, or I wonder what you know, Honda Odysseys are starting to to sell for. And and before you know it, half hours gone by where I could have been working, but now I've been distracted. And 
So let's think about that. Have I gotten to the place where maybe I'm just a little bit lazy in uh, my work and that God would give us strength to be able to uh, be uh, diligent? I, I think of, of diligence also in relationships. You know, it's easy to get a little bit complacent or, or lazy uh, as husbands and wives with our spouse where we're saying I'm not necessarily being intentional or or diligent in that relationship or being being diligent uh, with our kids and and to spend time with them and pour into to their lives could be diligence with working out and being active and you know taking the opportunity to be good stewards of the body that God has uh, given to us you know diligent to be in church and to be in fellowship say as for me and my house we're going to be in service. We're going to be in church. We're going to be following after uh, the Lord. So there's a lot of different ways that diligence in, in our lives, diligence in our in our finances, you know, diligence in giving to make giving the the first fruits, and to to be diligent to not spend more than we make, and be prayerful about paying down debt and those things. So the Proverbs really speaks a lot uh, to this area of of diligence. A few more verses on this. Proverbs ten twenty six says. As vinegar to teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is a sluggard to those who send him. Camping here in Colorado, one of my favorite activities as a family, getting out, enjoying uh, camping. And what happens when you get that smoke in your eyes? It just just burns uh, your, your eyes, trying to move away from that smoke. And that's what a sluggard's like to the one who sent them. So we have a boss that sends us to, to do some work and we don't follow through with that, then we're an irritant uh, uh, to them. In Proverbs 12, verse 11, it says, He who works his land will have abundant food, but he who chases fantasy lacks judgment. Are you in that place where you're like, man, I just got to be diligent to work the land. Uh, we're not in an agricultural community. Not a, Some of us may be, but most of us, that's not the case. You know, for us to to work our land is to to hit the pavement hard and to to do our work uh, unto the Lord. Proverbs twelve twenty four. You see these theme of laziness and diligence just comes up throughout the proverbs. Diligent hands will rule, but laziness ends in slave labor. Proverbs twelve twenty seven. The lazy man does not roast his game, but the diligent man prizes his uh, possession. I enjoy hunting. It's fun. It's a blessing. I had the opportunity to go hunting at the end of October, beginning of November. My son Wyatt was able to go for the first time. Uh, he's 10 years old, not old enough to hunt, but it was able to to come along and wear his camo. And God blessed us with a buck. And we've been enjoying the meat that God has provided. It's a It's a prized possession. But a lazy man doesn't harvest his meat doesn't roast uh, his game. You know, or there's blessings in our lives that we're not stewarding uh, well. Proverbs 13 verse 4 says, The sluggard craves and gets nothing, but the desires of a diligent are fully satisfied. So again, we just see this theme of laziness and diligence. Now, I want to take us back to where does this diligence come from? It really comes from the fear of the Lord. It comes from being in relationship with him, putting God in his proper place, and then relying upon his help. In those areas of our lives this afternoon where we're struggling uh, with diligence, 
may we cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, help me not get distracted. Lord, help me be diligent in the work that you have given to me. You know, God tells us if we're faithful in the little things, then we'll be faithful in much. Proverbs 13, uh, 22 says, A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, but a sinner's wealth is stored up for uh, the righteous. So what kind of heritage are we leaving? What kind of inheritance are we leaving for our kids, for our grandkids? Yes, on the physical, but even more so on the spiritual. What am I passing on uh, to them? Proverbs 14.23, all hard work brings a profit. But mere talk leads only to poverty. Huh, that's a good one. That's a that's a challenging one right there, isn't it? So all hard work, you work hard, it's going to bring a profit. It's going to pay off in time. Keep working hard, keep being diligent unto uh, the Lord. But just talk. If we just talk about things and we don't follow through with uh, the hard work, we're not going to see the reward. We're not going to see uh, the profit of it. This reminds me of Colossians 3.23. It says, And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. As we seek to be diligent to put our heart into our work as worshipers unto the Lord. I'm always impressed with heartfelt work. You know, it doesn't matter what kind of work it is. When someone's heart is in it, it's evident. And we want in our work, our heart uh, to be there. And so God being glorified, saying, Lord, you've given me this work to do. And so I want to honor you and I'm going to do it wholeheartedly unto you and not unto men. You know, it's easy to do our work unto men, but to get our eyes off of men, get our eyes unto the Lord and say, God, I'm doing my work unto you. You're listening to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary talking about the Proverbs today, God's wisdom being applied in our lives. Stay with me. We got more to cover. So much more to look at in regards to God's wisdom. Uh, Don't go away. We're going to head to a break and we're going to be right back on 100.7 The Word. Where I talk a talk that I don't walk and miss the moments right before my eyes. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, on 100.7, The Word. Good God Almighty, I hope you'll find me, praising your name no matter what comes. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Thanks so much uh, for listening. I'd love to hear from you. I've just... How do you feel about Crosswalk? We've been doing this for just over a year now, and this is geared towards Colorado Springs in Southern Colorado. I'm a local pastor, pastor right here at Rocky Mountain Calvary, Awesome Bluffs and Academy. Has the show been a blessing to you? Do you enjoy listening? Have you found the podcast? So uh, reach out to me, let me know. Uh, how has the show been uh, blessing you and encouraging you? One of the ways you can get a hold of me is send me an email at Eric Cartier, E-R-I-C, Cartier, like the jeweler, not related, at rmcalvary.org. Let me give that to you one more time. Eric, E-R-I-C, Cartier, C-A-R-T-I-E-R, at rmcalvary.org. Today, I've been talking about God's wisdom. I, I've been challenged uh, with, am I living in God's wisdom God's been leading me to study the book of Proverbs uh, more in depth, and 
There's a lot of reoccurring themes that come up in the book of Proverbs. Another one of those themes is uh, conflict and strife. If you're looking for a good resource uh, to study the Proverbs more, uh, there is a blog on outoftheoverpour.com. Out of the overpour, or excuse me, out of the overflow, out of the overflow.com by West Wooddell. And he gives the themes of the book of Proverbs. Let me give that to you one more time. Out of the overflow.com, West Wooddell, looking at the Proverbs, the Proverbs project. Another theme in the Proverbs is conflict and strife. You know, how much of our days are just filled with conflict and strife and as much craziness as in the world, there's also craziness in my heart uh, from my own selfishness and my own sin and hurting God, hurting the ones that I love. And so walking in God's wisdom in regards to conflict and strife, but Proverbs ten twelve says, hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers over all wrongs. Man, let's think about that for a little bit. If we're at a place of hatred where bitterness has set in in our hearts and in our lives, is then that's going to to stir up conflict. That's going to bring us to a place where it's, we're just ready to go or we're ready to, to fight. But if we respond in love, extending the love that God has for us, then it's going to cover a multitude of sins. It's going to cover a multitude of, of wrongs. Proverbs twelve sixteen: fools show their annoyance at once, but the prudents overlook an insult. <laughs> that, that's just interesting. Proverbs really contrasts the wise and the fool and a fool's going to be in a place where they show their annoyance right right at once i got a short fuse i'm annoyed and everybody's going to know but the prudent will will overlook uh, an insult proverbs 12:20 says deceit is in the hearts of those who plot evil but those who promote peace have joy have you found that in your life if you take that position of being a servant you take a position of promoting peace that it brings joy in your life. That's that godly wisdom that James 3 uh, talks about. Where there is strife, there's pride, but wisdom is found with those who take advice. Hmm. This this causes me to step back and, and think, where there's strife, there's pride. You know, if there's a conflict, there's probably pride that it's that source of that conflict. But wisdom is found with those that take advice. That's another theme in the book book of Proverbs that there's safety in the multitude of uh, counselors. Proverbs 15, 18 says, A hot-tempered person stirs up conflict, but the one who is patient calms a quarrel. If I'm hot-tempered, if I'm quick to lose my temper, that's going to just stir up conflict. You think about your mixer. You know, we have a Vitamix uh, at home, and just you get everything in there for a smoothie, and boom, you hit the button, and it does its work. A hot-tempered person stirs up conflict. We add fuel to the conflict. But those who's patient calms a quarrel. How can I calm this quarrel? Proverbs 16:28 A person's per, a perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip separates close friends. We need to think about that. If we're gossiping about somebody, we can actually be destroying a friendship. Proverbs 17:9 Whoever would foster love covers over an offense, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. Proverbs seventeen thirteen through 14. Evil will never leave the house of the one who pays back evil for good. Starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam. 
So drop the matter before a dispute breaks out. Ooh, that's so good right there. It's very easy for us to be in a place where we start a quarrel and then it's like, man, the water just breaks through uh, the dam. And so stop that argument long before uh, it comes. Another theme in Proverbs that is so good is wise and foolish words. Are my words building up? Are my words tearing down? Am I a death dealer with my tongue? Or am I giving life with, with my tongue? Proverbs 10, 10 and 11 says, Whoever winks maliciously causes grief and a chattering fool comes to ruin. The mouth of a righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. So, so what is my mouth? You know, the mouth is so convicting because Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. So whatever's in my heart is going to come out of my mouth. And is there a fountain of life? Is there a relationship with Jesus? Is there God's word being treasured in my heart and in my life? And is that coming out? Proverbs 10, 13 through 14 says, Wisdom is found on the lips of the discerning, but a rod is for the back of the one who has no sense. The wise store up knowledge, but the mouth of the fool invites ruin. A lot in Proverbs 10 about the mouth. Proverbs 10 verse 18, whoever conceals hatred with lying lips and spreads slander is a fool. Sin is not ended by multiplying words, but the prudent hold his, their tongue. Other translations translate this, where there's the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. <laughs> But he who restrains his tongue is wise or prudent. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver, but the heart of the wicked is of little value. The lips of the righteous nourish many, but fools die for lack of of sense. So as we think about wisdom, first, what is wisdom? Wisdom is knowledge applied. Wisdom is seeing that gaslight is on and going, okay, I'm going to stop and get gas. I'm not going to push it to the point of running out of gas. Fortunately, I've, I've done that. Too many times. And so as we get into God's word and God gives us wisdom, it's then to apply it in our lives. It's not simply to know it. And thankfully, we have the help of the Holy Spirit. We can't do this on our own. We're going to be really frustrated if we study the book of Proverbs and we start to try to implement it in our lives on our own strength. It's Holy Spirit, help me to know your wisdom and help me to be able to apply it uh, to my life. If it's been a while since you studied the book of Proverbs or you've never studied it before, I'd encourage you to do so. You pick up a Bible, you open it up to the book of Psalms. Psalms is the middle of the Bible. You go a little bit further to your right and you come to the Proverbs. But our world is definitely crazy and is lacking God's wisdom. And we're going to find joy in our lives as we press into God's wisdom. Solomon writes and says, happy is the man who has wisdom and understanding. It's more valuable than silver, than gold, than rubies. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So as we put God in his proper place, it's the beginning of wisdom. Thanks so much for taking this journey with me, allowing me to just talk with you today about the book of Proverbs. Hope it was a blessing to you. Hope that you have a Merry Christmas. Would love to see you out at our Christmas Eve services, noon to four and six at Rocky Mountain Calvary, their family services, their candlelight services, and also invite somebody to come with you. This is a great time to 
share uh, the love of Jesus Christ. So, Father, we thank you for today's show. We do ask for your grace, your help, your strength to be able to grow in wisdom, to know you and to apply your truth uh, to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Crosswalk with Pastor Eric Cartier. Remember, we're Monday through Wednesday from 5 to 6, right here on 100.7 The Word. Treasures they fade are never enough.